0: Good morning. It's February 28th, and this is your daily brief in EU news. Here's everything you need to know. In a bold statement, French President Macron has ignited a debate over the West's involvement in the Ukraine conflict, suggesting the possibility of sending troops to prevent a Russian victory. This move has quickly become a focal point of contention among European leaders and beyond, highlighting the complexities of international politics in times of conflict. Macron's commitment to thwarting a Russian victory in Ukraine marks a significant stance, raising the idea of potential military involvement. However, this suggestion has not been met with unanimous support. Leaders from Germany, Poland and the Czech Republic, alongside the United States, have voiced their reservations, clearly distancing themselves from the notion of deploying troops to Ukraine. The US has explicitly stated its position, confirming that it will not be sending soldiers to fight in Ukraine. The Kremlin's response to the prospect of Western military involvement has been stark, issuing a warning that such actions would lead to inevitable conflict. This underscores the high stakes and tensions surrounding the situation. Additionally, the sentencing of Russian dissident Oleg Orlov to two and a half years in prison for denouncing Moscow's military offensive in Ukraine adds another layer of complexity to the ongoing geopolitical drama. As the conflict in Ukraine's Donbass region persists, the debate over the involvement of Western forces continues to polarise European leaders. The situation remains tense, with the international community watching closely as developments unfold. After more than three decades of eluding capture, Daniela Klett, a former member of the notorious Red Army Faction, or RAF, has been arrested in Berlin. This marks the end of a long and arduous hunt for one of the most elusive figures from a chapter of German history that remains deeply controversial. The RAF, a left-wing terrorist organisation, left a trail of violence through the 1970s and 1980s, engaging in bombings, kidnappings and murders in the name of political revolution. Klett's involvement with this group, particularly her charges of attempted murder, a series of armed robberies spanning from 1999 to 2016, and a 1993 prison bombing, placed her on the most wanted list for years. The breakthrough in Klet's capture came from a tip received in 2023, coupled with a cold case programme that featured her on a German TV show, leading to her arrest alongside another individual potentially linked to RAF fugitives. This operation underscores the persistence of German security authorities in pursuing individuals associated with the RAF's decades of terror. Klett's arrest, executed without resistance, is being hailed as a significant victory, a milestone in German crime history that underscores the relentless effort of law enforcement to bring fugitives to justice. However, this arrest has reignited debates around how Germany remembers and interprets the actions of the RAF, Criticism has been directed at Staatsministerin Claudia Roth's draft for a new Raman Erinnerungskultur, which some believe may underplay the RAF's violent legacy. This controversy highlights the ongoing struggle to balance the remembrance of victims with the understanding of Germany's political history. Klett's arrest not only closes a chapter on a long-standing manhunt, but also opens discussions on the complexities of remembering a tumultuous period in German history. In a move that underscores the European Union's ongoing efforts to ensure fair competition in the tech industry... The European Commission has set its sights on Microsoft, launching an investigation into whether the company is engaging in anti competitive practices with its Entra ID security software. This development is particularly significant given the tech giant's influence and the critical role of security software in today's digital landscape. The investigation was sparked by complaints from several of Microsoft's competitors, including Cloudflare and Google. These companies allege that Microsoft is leveraging its dominant position to restrict customers' ability to choose competing security software, potentially stifling innovation and consumer choice in the process. This isn't the first time Microsoft has come under the EU's microscope. The Commission previously scrutinized Microsoft's €15 million investment in Mistral AI, a French AI startup, examining the implications for competition in the AI sector. In a related matter, Microsoft had to address concerns raised by Salesforce over the competitive dynamics between Microsoft Teams and Slack. To resolve these complaints, Microsoft offered EU customers a lower-priced app bundle that excluded Teams, showcasing the company's willingness to adjust its practices in response to regulatory concerns. The European Union's vigilance extends beyond this specific case as it continues to monitor Microsoft's market behavior, particularly its agreements with AI developers. These actions indicate a broader concern about the potential for large digital market players to abuse their dominant positions, stifling competition and innovation. Should the evidence warrant it, the EU may launch a formal investigation into whether Microsoft has abused its market dominance. Despite these regulatory challenges, Microsoft's financial performance remains strong – with the company's stock slightly dipping to $405.64 amid the news, a minor setback considering its impressive 62% gain over the past year. This situation highlights the delicate balance between fostering innovation and ensuring competitive markets in the rapidly evolving tech industry. In a pivotal moment for environmental policy, The European Parliament has passed the Renaturation Law, marking a significant stride in the EU's commitment to combating climate change and ecological degradation. This law is a cornerstone of the European Green Deal, aiming to reverse the tide of environmental decline. The Renaturation Law sets ambitious targets for the restoration of the EU's natural habitats, requiring member states to restore at least 20% of the bloc's land and seas by 2030. These targets increase to 60% by 2040 and an impressive 90% by 2050. The legislation underscores the urgency of rehabilitating natural ecosystems and seeks to actively involve landowners and users in the restoration process. However, this groundbreaking legislation has not been met without resistance. Agricultural associations and Conservative members have voiced strong opposition And farmers, concerned about the impact on their livelihoods, have taken to the streets in protest, leading to clashes with police in Brussels. Despite these challenges, the law is heralded as a crucial move in the fight against the ongoing environmental crisis, aiming to address the dire state of European seas and coastal areas. By setting such ambitious restoration targets, the European Parliament is signalling a clear commitment to not only preserving but enhancing Europe's natural heritage. This law represents a bold step forward in the EU's environmental agenda, emphasising the importance of collective action and the involvement of all stakeholders in safeguarding the planet for future generations. The world of German-speaking theatre mourns the loss of a truly revolutionary figure, René Polesch. At 61, the intendant of the Berliner Volksbühne has left an indelible mark on the stage, captivating audiences with his avant-garde productions that dared to intertwine the mundanities of everyday life with profound philosophical inquiry. His departure from this world on February 26, 2024 in Berlin has left a void in the hearts of theatre enthusiasts and professionals alike. René Polesh was not just any playwright, he was a visionary whose work transcended traditional theatre boundaries. With a repertoire of over 200 works, he brought to the stage an energetic and rapid dialogue, coupled with themes that mirrored the complexities and anxieties of modern existence. His plays, known for their unconventional narrative styles, attracted a youthful demographic, eager for theatre, that reflected their own experiences and societal challenges. The impact of Polesh's 25-year career is monumental, as evidenced by personal testimonies from those who witnessed his productions firsthand. These accounts highlight not just the intellectual stimulation his plays provided, but also the emotional resonance they held for audiences. Polish's approach to theatre was unique. He believed in the power of instant thinking and the importance of collaboration. His philosophy was that theatre could overcome loneliness and isolation by fostering a sense of community and shared creativity among its participants. Polish's legacy is characterised by his belief in theatre as a liberating force one that could free individuals from the confines of their own thoughts and emotions. He championed the idea of collective intelligence, arguing that it could serve as a wellspring of freedom and innovation. As the theatre world remembers René Polesch, it's clear that his contributions have not only reshaped the landscape of German-speaking theatre, but also left a lasting impression on the way we understand and appreciate the art form itself. This has been your daily brief in EU news. To read more about these stories, follow the links in the episode bio. You can also subscribe to these updates via email at www.brief.news. For more daily podcasts about the topics you love, visit brief.news/podcasts. Tune in tomorrow. We'll be back with everything you need to know.